0: You're listening to Purpose Inspired, a podcast by myself, Wayne Visser. This season is based on a book called Business Frontiers Social Responsibility, Sustainable Development, and Economic Justice. Corporate Social Responsibility An Agenda for the Future. This episode deals with the crucial debate that is beginning to emerge about corporate social responsibility, or CSR, which acknowledges that the sophistication of stakeholder challenges and corporate responses has gone up a year, but questions whether CSR itself is too little too late, or even a red herring. Developing the agenda. Geographically, There has been a recent emphasis on the challenges of corporate citizenship in the developing world, including issues of the Millennium Development Goals and now the Sustainable Development Goals, the bottom of the pyramid concept about servicing lower-income markets, and CSR in Asia, the Pacific Rim, the Middle East, Eastern Europe, and Africa. We think this focus accurately portrays the current shift in CSR concerns towards the global south, where despite the scale and urgency of development needs, determining the best way forward for business to respond to poverty remains extremely complex. Although various natural disasters focus attention on humanitarian relief efforts, which many companies contribute to, it is also encouraging to see corporate leaders engaged in a wider discussion about how normal business influences the poor and disadvantaged around the world, And what business models could be more supportive of development? However, our analysis is that current debates about the opportunities for corporate contributions to development goals often lack a full understanding of the processes of development. Much of the profitable business with lower income markets involves products such as mobile phones, not the provision of basic nutrition, sanitation, education and shelter So the current expansion of profitable business in the global south does not necessarily imply poverty reduction. In addition, the type of development that is promoted by marketing consumer products to the poor can be questioned, and claims about empowering people by providing means for them to consume cannot be taken at face value. The environmental impacts of changing consumption patterns also need to be looked at without assuming that such problems will be solved just through technical and financial advancement. And we need to assess, if more foreign companies do come to serve lower-income markets, might they not displace local companies and increase the resource drain from local economies? Exploring Relationships how large corporations might bring their financial, technical and management resources to help local entrepreneurs improve and scale their businesses and avoid exploitative local middlemen is important to explore and will become a significant part of the corporate responsibility agenda. However, exploitative north-south supply chains, tax avoidance and anti-competitive practices are fairly typical of international corporations, undermining their economic contribution to development. These economic issues have been overlooked by mainstream work on corporate responsibility, and we suggest such economic issues will become more central in future. From an institutional perspective, various relationships in the CSR debate have been critically examined, especially the status and acceptability of partnerships between business and NGOs on the one hand, and Business and the UN on the other. This examination reflects a sharp rise in the demand for organizations to demonstrate their accountability and transparency, not only business but NGOs and intergovernmental organizations as well. The ethics of institutional engagement is now center stage. Particular issues under the spotlight recently include activism, climate change, human rights, corruption, Globalization, standardization, sustainability reporting, and taxation. In addition, several industries and a number of high profile multinationals representing them have been enjoying special attention, including the engineering, media, and entertainment, mining, and oil and gas sectors. The message here seems to be that the codification of voluntary corporate responsibility activity is advancing a pace. But whether it constitutes sufficient progress or even a desirable approach remains hotly debated. Laying down the gauntlet Which brings us to the gauntlet we want to lay down in this episode. We believe that the CSR movement is at a critical juncture. Companies have climbed the CSR learning curve and are now playing the game like experts. They have reframed the debate into language which they can understand and use without upsetting most of their stakeholders, especially their shareholders, and they have designed policies and programs which they can implement without having to question their underlying business model. There seems to be a pervading sense in many CSR circles that there is now business consensus about the most pressing issues in our global society, taking their cues from the Sustainable Development Goals, the Global Compact, and other such frameworks. While many of the main issues remain difficult to deal with in practice, companies are credited with putting strategies in place for tackling them. Everything, they argue, is going according to plan. Hence, there is no need for anything more dramatic, especially not legislation, to enforce improved performance. Or is there? There is another perspective which enjoys far less airtime, a perspective that says the world is in a deepening crisis of alarming proportions, and that the private sector's response, under the guise of CSR, is as effective as placing a band-aid on the foot of someone who is hemorrhaging from a head wound. This alternative perspective, radical as it sounds, nevertheless seems to be confirmed by just about every available statistic on the ecological and social health of our global society. Crash and burn, or rise and shine. The question then becomes, is CSR, as it is currently being preached and practiced by multinational corporations around the world, actually a red herring? Is it a distraction from the more fundamental transformation, perhaps revolution even, of the capitalist business model which is needed? And as CSR becomes an established professional practice, will it take as given that its purpose is to benefit those who employ its professionals – rather than a primary goal of transforming the world. If so, CSR will have contributed towards a global crash-and-burn scenario with growing ecological and social degradation. Such criticism forces those of us who work on corporate responsibility issues, perhaps even identify ourselves as part of a CSR movement or a CSR profession, to reflect on our roles... Do we have a clear strategy for how we can help solve the big problems of poverty, pollution, abuse and so forth by working with or in companies? And if we think we are helping in small ways, do we have a plan for how to scale up our impacts to address problems which require widespread action, like climate change? Without one, we might just be pretending we are helping the people and its planet while climbing another greasy pole. The risk here is that we all seem remarkably adept at coming up with explanations of our own behavior and priorities that maintain an appearance of ethicalness, at least to ourselves. We have to find the courage to be self-critical and explore what we are thinking and doing. It is through this reflexivity that CSR might avoid being complicit in a global crash and burn and become a crucial part of a rise and shine scenario where the world achieves a greater harmony between people and with the ecology. This scenario requires systemic change. For CSR to help with this systemic change, we need to embrace both idealism and realism. Idealism and Realism Idealism is important as we must reawaken the values which underscore the CSR agenda rather than hiding them sheepishly behind commercial arguments for action. A revival of zealous passion and moral belief as a driver for corporate change and a new intensity of questioning of the reigning business model is key. Idealism and realism are often counterpoised, yet we need both if we are to promote systemic change. Idealism should not blind us from awareness of the limits of individual voluntary action. Some realism about markets and the law is essential. The commercial benefits from improved social and environmental performance are patchy, and many companies still make profits through externalizing social and environmental costs, a process which is promoted by mainstream financial markets that still focus on short-term value creation. Given this situation, the current system of governance, regulation and law enforcement is not often sufficient, as international companies can evade accountability through the use of subcontracting and subsidiaries, while also being able to influence the process of public governance itself with questionable outcomes. An idealistic, realistic approach calls us to engage in making CSR a catalyst for systemic change. Consequently, a new agenda for CSR can emerge with four essential tracks where coalitions need to be built. Laying down the tracks. The first track involves changing the baseline of markets, the driving force behind most business. This will involve coalitions of businesses, financiers, NGOs, governments and others aimed at changing the rules that govern the basics of capitalism such as company law, currency flows, property rights, competition, tax management, and executive accountability. Such work will be time-consuming and technical, and may seem too abstract and negative for some, but there are other crucial things to do. The second track involves playing the solos within the market by pioneering sustainable and just models of enterprise. Social entrepreneurs will help prefigure a new economy through creating businesses and projects that are inherently just and sustainable, including environmental technologies, cooperatives, and even sustainability stock markets. Their own success and their ability to take over the mainstream economy will, however, depend partly on how well the first track is changing the baseline. To some people, these first two tracks may seem too much like pontificating about macroeconomics on the one hand or following a fashion for eco-ethical enterprise on the other. They will focus instead on how people continue to be abused, poisoned, evicted, sacked and even killed because of corporate interests and activities. Therefore, the third track involves standing alongside and singing the chorus with those negatively affected by current market dynamics. Thus, some will continue to work either with or against large companies to help specific groups of people improve their lots or seek redress, an area where much of the current effort on CSR and corporate accountability is located. The fourth track involves maintaining the beat within the CSR profession to keep its focus on the transformational agenda. This will require preventing it from becoming either solely client-directed or only interested in the goals of its paymasters or protectionists, and primarily interested in regulating access to services in this area. Instead, coalitions will form to help evolve a values-oriented profession to maintain the heartbeat that is essential to a transformative movement. Choosing our future The activities one chooses to engage in will depend on one's particular skills, inclinations, and circumstances. But for CSR to be part of the rise and shine scenario, a four-track agenda is essential, with the tracks harmonizing to create a powerful music greater than the sum of its parts. This means that people working in each of the four tracks will need to recognize the value of each and ensure their own work synergizes with, rather than undermines, the other tracks. Unfortunately, this is not always the case at the moment, as some people suggest their path is the only right one. We hope that developing and sharing a vision of how different activities could actually synergize towards creating systemic change will help that vision to become a reality.